in one month of really grinding and going hard, you would have five months of content off your plate for two brands, safe for work and not safe for work brand. It's crazy to think about that. Welcome back to On The Horizon. This is Melrose Michaels. I am your host, and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode. Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their platform, Trist.link, is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It's free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips, it makes such a big difference to feel supported and encouraged instead of policed. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited about today's podcast because it really speaks to a concept that I personally obsess over, (laughs) which is optimizing any and every process humanly possible to get the most out of my time. Um, As creators, I know you guys listening in, one of the things I'm sure you struggle with is like, there's just never enough hours in a day. I completely relate. I actually had a little like a DM recently on Sexwork CEO's account from someone asking like, do you primarily spend your time in a day on Sexwork CEO or do you um, still make content as a creator? And I do want to put this out there because I think because of the way Sexwork CEO feels really big in magnitude, like we post really consistently, we put out a lot of information, etc. It's just me and Bryn, who is my co-host here on the back end. So it does take a lot of effort and time for both of us to, you know, do everything for Sexwork CEO. I could not do it without her. But on the flip side of that, I am still very much an active creator. I'm creating content daily. I'm posting daily to OnlyFans, Fancentro, and my free page as well. And then also Sex Panther, my feed. So, and I'm on all of those platforms. I'm, I'm in the DMs. I'm doing the sex thing. I'm taking video calls. So I do want to make sure everyone who's tuning in, if you are less familiar with just me on the creator side, like I'm very much an active creator. I think it's really important that I do stay an active creator, no matter how kind of large sex work CEO ever gets, because otherwise I'm really going to be out of touch with, you know, features on platforms and, and things that, that are coming down the pipeline. So I really take pride in that. Um, so I do want everyone who's listening to know that I am very much an active creator. My primary platforms are OnlyFans, uh, free and paid pages. I'm still active on FinCentro. And then Sex Panther is my other kind of big pillar for where my income comes from. So that all being said, because I think that some new people have stumbled in here and come across us recently, it's easy for people to like never catch our bio or like not know who's behind this account. Uh, and I just want to make sure everyone knows this. it's me. I'm a creator. I'm real. I'm active. And I'm still putting out content, same as everyone else here. So because we know as creators that we get super busy and we want to optimize our time as best as, as, best as humanly possible, I thought that this space would be a really great way to showcase how as an adult content creator, you can be more effective in creating your content itself, but also repurposing it and distributing it across multiple platforms. And I want to talk about this from two standpoints, because I think this is important to know that it can be done on a safe for work side and also on a not safe for work side. 
So if you haven't already listened to some of our past spaces, we did a past podcast regarding having a personal brand and having a forward-facing kind of safer work brand. And if you haven't listened to that, like I said, take a listen to it because that's really going to help you figure out what your niche is as a safer work brand and how to build a safer work brand to funnel back to your adult content. There's a lot of reasons to do this, and I go really in detail in that um, podcast. We also have it in blog format too. But all of those things I want to point out because you're going to use those kind of ideas in that thought process and planning when you go into this this kind of setup and outline of how to optimize, maximize, and distribute this content. So if you already have a strong idea of what your safer work forward-facing brand is going to look like and, and kind of a good grasp on what you're building, today's space is just going to make you that much more effective at building and scaling that safer work brand. So let's start with how to effectively create content for your safer work brand and then how to distribute and repurpose it. So the general outline of what you're going to want to do is you're going to one, create a long form piece of content. So this is going to be 10 minute to 20 minute video regarding whatever your safer work brand is. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to pull the audio from that to either create a podcast or repurpose the audio in another way. The third thing we're going to do is we're going to pull the writing from that video via transcription. Fourth thing we're going to do is repurpose into short form video. And the last thing we're going to do is pull still shots and photos. And now all of this I'm referencing is a general outline and we're going to apply it to the safer work facing brand that you have as a creator. So let's dissect how we're going to put this to use. We're going to use an easy example. Let's say that in this example, in this use case, your forward facing brand for safer work is a fitness brand. So for the long form content, that first piece, that long form video, we're going to describe it as if it's a YouTube video and we're going to make it say a step-by-step workout tutorial type of video. Let's say that the Safe for Work brand is a fitness brand and then you're going to funnel, you know, that audience back into your adult brand. So say you're filming your workout in the gym, you're talking into either an AirPod or a microphone and you ultimately have filmed a 10 minute workout video and you are going to post this to YouTube. So boom, that's number one. That is your long form YouTube video content and you can check that off your list. Now, this is where everything gets interesting. You're going to repurpose and rework that one single long form piece of content into all of the things described at the beginning of this when I talked about that outline. So next, what you're going to do is you're going to pull audio from that video of your workout and maybe you launch a workout with me podcast and this becomes an episode. So you can do this and extract the audio using any editing software. I primarily have done it in Premiere Pro personally. Um, And then you can just delete the video, leaving the audio content and export it as MP3. Say that your podcast is called Workout With Me and every time you put up your YouTube video, you pull the audio, make an MP3 and publish it to Spotify as a Workout With Me podcast. So people who are listening could hear the audio of you describing the workouts are being motivational, inspirational, telling them to keep going, etc. And now you have that as a podcast episode. If you download the Podcasters app from Spotify, uh, this was formerly known as Anchor FM. They've since been bought out by Spotify. But you can import your audio file into that Podcasters app and then add any sound effects, any voiceover you want, as well as an intro and outro right there in the Podcasters app itself. Um, This podcast is out by Spotify also is where you're going to publish your podcast and then it automatically will get distributed to all podcast platforms. So that includes, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And then don't forget then when you're 
polling and adding that audio in the podcaster's app before publishing, you can also include a call to action in like a voiceover format where you're like, hey, if you loved working out with me every day on this podcast, please make sure to give me five stars and leave a review on Apple. It would really help out the podcast. So also including that call to action, that's something you can record in the podcaster's app itself over your original content. And then something to note here too is that Spotify and the podcaster's app actually does allow video podcasts on the platform if you are eligible, which means that even simplifies the process further where you can literally just upload the original YouTube video that you had made in your long form content without having to strip the audio at all. And then boom, you have a 10 minute podcast episode published using that same one piece of original long form content. The next part of this is to me, I think such a hack and almost no one does it. Um, we do it here at Sex for CEO and it's helped tremendously. So the next part is that once you have that long form you know, video piece for YouTube or that audio piece podcast for Spotify, you can transcribe the content. Uh, you can use a program called Otter AI, which will automate that process. There's also a zillion other programs to do this now with AI, but it'll essentially transcribe every word in your original video into written form. And then it'll take a few moments of you kind of reworking that, you know, transcribed version, but you can turn it into a written tutorial. You can use it on your website as a blog post, and you can also potentially reformat it for a newsletter if you wanted to start a newsletter and you have an email capture going for your Safer Work brand. And this is so important because if you are keeping the transcribed versions of your content and repurposing them into a blog for a website, that that is going to help your search engine optimization ranking shoot up and help you become that much more discoverable on the internet. So this is why I say that this part is such a hack because if you just transcribe your safe for work content and throw it up in blog format, a little reworking, a little polishing, you're going to start to rank higher across Google and other search engines, which in turn is going to help you get more subscribers, get more exposure and monetize better. So I think this part's a really important piece and a lot of it is hands off like otter ai isn't perfect but it's damn good and getting that transcription reworking a few things to turn it into a blog chat gpt can literally help you do that um and it'll in less than i would say five minutes you would have a blog ready to publish on your website so now you've got your long form you've got your podcast and you've got your blog and now it's time to get into short form video so what you're going to do is you're going to take that original long form 10 minute you know workout youtube video you're gonna upload it into InShot app. InShot is essentially a mobile app and it's a really user, newbie, beginner-friendly application for editing video, but ultimately you can use it for resizing, reformatting, and repurposing your long-form video. So if you import that long-form video into InShot app, you can click the Canvas feature of that app to make it into 916 vertical video. And basically, you're going to scroll through the, you know, 914 cropped version of this, and you're going to kind of locate all the highlights and figure out what the best parts of that video are to turn into short form video. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends, because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep and we want to make as many adult creators' businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. Now that you have your highlights, you're going to clip those and you'll get between one and 10 highlights out of your original video. All of them will be about a minute or less to use in vertical clip format. 
And these are going to get published on places like TikTok, Instagram Reels, and YouTube Shorts. I definitely want to emphasize using YouTube Shorts. You can have an entirely monetized YouTube channel with just Shorts alone. It pays out pretty damn well. Um, so don't sleep on Shorts. I, I want to emphasize that. And since you know we're using this example of a workout video, you could easily break that down into short form content and do one workout set per vertical video. So maybe you're doing like squats for one clip and lunges for another clip and kickbacks for a third clip. And then boom, before you know it, you've taken all the highlights out of your long form content and you have between one to 10 vi vertical video clips to use across TikTok, IG Reels and Shorts. Again, all of this is coming from that one long form piece of original content. And now you have a YouTube video, you have a podcast episode, you have a written blog, you have TikToks, Reels, and YouTube Shorts, all from that 10-minute original piece of content. Now, this final piece is a really fun one. You can pause your original long-form video and grab still photos or screenshots. This way, you have images from your video to use. So for this example, we'll say this workout example, your still shots would be great at showing like what the proper form should look like for a workout, right? And you can use those as Instagram posts. You can also use those as Twitter posts. And you can even like pull, say funny faces when you're struggling because it's a workout video. And you can screen grab that and ask your fans to caption it. Like what's going through my mind right now, caption this photo and put that up as a Twitter post. And my personal favorite, this is something I did for a long time on the adult side of things, is hire someone for just a quick $20 off of Fiverr who can take those stills of you and actually turn them into memes, which are highly shareable forms of content. They do really well on Instagram. They do a ton of stuff in terms of like shareable, um, enjoyable, engageable content. Memes go a long way. So there's people on Fiverr for like between $20 and $35 who will give you 30 memes of whatever content you send them. And usually it has references to pop culture or things that are funny and in you know, meme culture around the internet in real time, like present day. So I think that is a really cool hack as well. The point of kind of telling you all of this today is to demonstrate how genuinely in about four hours of work, you can film, you can edit a YouTube video, you can transcribe your blogs, you can then crop and reformat for short form, which gives you the TikToks to Reels, the YouTube shorts. Then you can screenshot your stills and use those across platforms like Instagram, Twitter, etc. And you can schedule pretty much all of this content and have that for an entire week across social. So this is literally how you can take in six hours of work content and optimize for your safe for work forward-facing brand across all social platforms. So now you are successfully updating YouTube channel every week. You are posting a blog weekly. You're uploading TikToks, IG Reels, and YouTube Shorts every weekday, five days a week. And you're posting pics and memes across Twitter and Instagram daily as well. So boom, with that one day of work or four hours even of work, you have content for a week for your forward-facing, safer work brand. And I think that kind of structuring and reframing it this way makes it seem so much more tangible because thinking about like, oh, I'm an adult creator and now I need a safe work public-facing brand, that like doubles your workload, you know, in, 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 your, in your brain. That's the first thing that comes to mind is like, how am I going to manage that when I feel like I'm probably letting things slide through the cracks as an adult creator on that brand alone. Like, I know that's how I feel talking from personal experience. So when you restructure it this way, where you're like, okay, if I do this one thing, film this one video this one day, I know that that makes me all the content across these multiple verticals for an entire week. That feels way more attainable to me. So I like to think about this way and optimize to do content in this way, 
because it's less overwhelming. It's more strategic. You're getting more and you're soaking or, or squeezing more out of each piece of content you make. And that's something that often doesn't get done. And I think that's where a lot of burnout will stem from is when you feel like you're spinning your wheels because you have to constantly create to be putting out and distributing effectively. When really, if you are more strategic and intentional with the content you do create, you could get a lot more out of it without having to reproduce the next thing. So keep that in mind. I'm sure you're all wondering at this point, how do we do all the things that we just talked about for the not safe for work brand, for our adult brand? So this process is very, very similar. Again, let's go back to this original outline. The original outline, we will first start with a long form piece of content. That's something 10 to 20 minutes. And the not safe for work space, this is gonna be your explicit video. Then you're gonna have your trailer. That's gonna be the second piece of content. Then you are going to pull your audio. That's going to be your third piece of content. Then you're going to pull your writing. You're going to transcribe again. That's your fourth piece of content. Then you're going to do your short form video. That's going to be your fifth, sixth, probably seven pieces of content. And then still shots and photos. So the outline is very similar. The use case is vastly different. So let's dive into what this outline will look like in respect to our adult platforms. A lot of this process, again, completely the same, but where and how the content gets published and distributed is different. So we're going to stick to this fitness example for continuity, but now we're flipping to the adult side of that content. So the first thing you're going to do is, of course, film your long form piece of video content. So in this case, let's say that this explicit video is a storyline regarding, you know, I got naughty with my personal trainer and this is the clip. So let's say whether that's solo or not solo content, let's say that that's what we're making for our explicit long form video. And this is the kind of content you would post to your clip store, your fan site, for example. And for this creator, because they have a safe for work fitness facing brand, that's why we're going to use this example on the explicit side. But of course, your explicit content does not have to be aligned every time with your safe for work brand. So you film the video, you edit it to your liking, and you publish it on OnlyFans or insert fan site here, um, Loyal Fans, Vincentro, whatever, and then also to your clip store. So boom, that is your first new long form piece of explicit content. That is your long form video. So what's next? Well, before we get ahead of yourselves, I do want to mention that it is important to re-edit that explicit video to have a teaser or trailer for it. So I suggest keeping the teaser completely safe for work just so you can use it across more places and also because you can use it to entice more sales. So for example, I will use my safe for work trailers of videos on my, my free OnlyFans page to entice people to unlock the full length explicit video. Um, you can also use those trailers in places like Pornhub to try to siphon traffic. If you're going to do that approach, I would suggest making sure you have text at the end of your trailer that says to see this full video go to your fan site, whatever that might be. And then also you can post these trailers to Twitter to entice new subscribers. So posting the trailer to Twitter and saying this video drops at this time tonight, blah, blah, blah. I'm running a discount, blah, blah, blah. Add urgency, add scarcity, and then use that trailer to entice new subscribers. And then now you have that trailer of your explicit video with little to no extra work. Um, typically, I don't get super crazy with my trailers. I will just take the first minute or less of my explicit video and crop it and pull that as my trailer, add a fade to black at the end, and that's all the work I put into it. Now that you have both of those pieces of content, you can again do what we talked about before on the safe for work side, which is strip the audio. So something few creators realize is that their audio could be used for one, ASMR type of content, even though it's not whispery, even though it's not anything like that, there will still be parts of that that feel very ASMR. You can hear your breathing, you can hear moaning, things like that. And another way you can use this is to entice fans 
to purchase unlock and unlock the full-length explicit video. This use case, the second one. Sometimes I've filmed an explicit clip for my OnlyFans and I'll completely forget to edit the trailer or I'll realize that there's not enough safe-for-work footage to edit a non-explicit safe-for-work trailer. So for that example, say like maybe my laundry is too sheer and that whole video, you can see nipple, right? So you can't come up with a safe-for-work trailer. Like a circumstance of that scenario, what I would do is I would strip my explicit video and use just the audio as my trailer. So I would go into InShot app, I would extract the video's audio, and I would add a photo, and I would stretch the photo the entire length of the audio I wanted to use, and then I would delete the video footage. So this way, when you play the trailer, basically you would have a still photo of you with just the, the audio playing under it from the video. So your fans can listen to the video for free, they can listen to the audio, but if they want to watch the full video, they would have to either you know unlock the clip or upgrade to my VIP page, what have you. So that audio can be a great workaround when the trailer isn't possible or isn't sufficient. And again, you can also just use that for ASMR type audio, uh, depending if that's content you wanna make or put out. One more thing about audio that I think doesn't get used or I guess thought about enough is that when you strip your audio, you can also save section of it, sections of the audio, like say moaning or heavy breathing into small audio clips and save those as MP3s. And this can be fantastic to use in PPVs or in DMs on your fan site during, say, sexing sessions, for example, to spice up and intensify that experience for your fans. So think about just how many phenomenal audio clips you could probably extract from your already existing video library. You're probably sitting on a goldmine as a creator, and then boom, you have ASMR type content, or you have short audios to use in PPV DMs, or again, if you didn't have a trailer for a video or you weren't previously filming trailers for videos, you can pull a still frame, put the extracted audio under it, and that entice people with that kind of a trailer, just amplifying the audio of the content that you made to increase unlocks or get subscribers. So now that you've used the audio from your long form video, let's talk about how you can transcribe because this one is so like second nature. People, I don't, I haven't thought about this for a long time. It's something I only started doing recently. But you can transcribe your explicit content and use that in written form, which sounds crazy. I'm sure listening to this. But what you can do, again, you can utilize something like Otter AI to transcribe your videos. Once you have it in writing, you can repurpose it into a written erotic story, or you can rework it into a sexting script that you can have on standby to use in DMs. For me, most of my explicit videos do have a storyline to them. And this is because I make content primarily as a solo creator. So if I if I don't have a storyline, I find the content very uninteresting for me personally to watch even. So um, I shoot a lot of my content with a storyline in mind. I pre-plan that. And then I also try to shoot very point of view for my content just because I am, again, a solo creator. So this keeps it way more interesting for my fans. Um, but that also means that most of my content has a story to it. And when you know that or when you work like that in terms of the way you create your video content, that means you can easily transcribe it and pull an erotic story in written form or a sexing script in written form out of your original content with little extra effort. You can post that written erotic story to your fan site feed for additional content to fill out between the days that you're posting visual content, or you can use those sexting scripts and com you know compile them in a Google Doc to have them handy for when you're uninspired in DMs and you're not sure what to do a sexting session about. So this way, boom, you know you have two pieces of writing format that you can use and implement in terms of a written erotic story or sexting scripts for DMs, all from that same original 
single piece of long-form content. Let's take the original long-form explicit video that we started with. Let's import it into InShot app and let's turn it into some vertical clips to use. So if you have some safer work footage in your explicit video, maybe at the beginning, kind of the stuff you would have used for your trailer of the video, you can probably get a couple clips or IG reels from that safer work chunk of your video. But more than likely, you're going to have a lot more not safe for work content because obviously this is an explicit video. So what I will say is if you can pull safe for work vertical clips from your explicit video, stick to using them on IG Reels or YouTube Shorts. TikTok is very unforgiving for anything that could even be possibly looked at as sexual. So I would not use that for that. Um, however, you can still and do want to clip the not safe for work highlights of your explicit videos as well. Because those vertical clips can get posted to sex.com, which is basically a not safe for work TikTok, which has tons of organic traffic just because the domain is sex.com. And anyone Googling for porn that is new to it is probably going to write sex.com in a domain. And then you'll also want to post those vertical not safe for work clips to Red Gifts. This way, when you're promoting yourself on Reddit, you can pull the Red Gifts link to that vertical clip. And now you have vertical clips to promote yourself all over Reddit. So utilizing the not safe for work vertical content for sex.com and Reddit, or sorry, Red Gifts, which then gets posted to Reddit, is a great way to get exposure to your adult brand. And I think that that's something we don't often think about when we optimize our content. But you can use the not safe for work to gain exposure on the vertical content side with, you know, sex.com and Red Gifts. The same way you can use your trailer of the long form video to get exposure on Pornhub and drive traffic to your platform. So both of those are really, really good use cases for why you should be clipping vertical content of your explicit long-form video. Another thing additionally too that you can do with your vertical clips of your not safe for work content is post them to your OF story. OnlyFans does have a story feature. That's a great place to post not safe for work vertical content. Um, and then in addition to that, if you are someone who's still running a premium Snapchat, maybe through Fancentro or another platform, you can use the vertical not safe for work content for your premium Snapchat. So another great use case of utilizing not safe work vertical video content. Now, let's talk about how you can grab stills and pictures from your adult content. This is something a lot of creators already do. Um, I'm sure this doesn't seem surprising for a lot of you here listening, but shout out to Throat Goddess, uh, who is one of our own CEO squad members, who showed me the Frame Grabber app. And the Frame Grabber app gets you extremely high quality screenshots of photos from your videos. So this can be used, you know, on your adult platforms in photo sets, but it can also be used to post those fo those photos to Twitter, whether they're not safe for work, or if you're able to pull safe for work content, maybe from the beginning of your video, you can pull some safe for work screen grabs to use on Instagram as well. Again, the same, you know, meme logic can also be applied here because if you pull images from your video, whether safe for work or not, you could still, again, hire someone on something like Fiverr to turn that content into meme content, which I have taken not safe for work photos and turned them into memes for about the last year. I only recently stopped because I'm testing something new now. Um, but those memes of not safe for work pictures on my uh, OnlyFans feed have been the single most engaging post to get likes, comments, and just interaction from my OnlyFans subscribers uh, that I've ever done. So the memes on the fan site is great kind of filler content and great for engagement. So I wouldn't sleep on that. If that's something you haven't done. That's an awesome way to re-engage your audience. And then just to recap kind of what we've gone over, 
out of that one long form explicit video, which again, in about maybe four hours of work to film and edit, you know, that explicit video to pull audio from it, clip it, maybe transcribe it for blogs or tra- sorry, transcribe it for erotic stories or for sexting scripts and then rework it. You can put it into the vertical video. You'll grab stills for photo sets. And if you want to take it a step further, hire someone off Fiverr for a few bucks to turn it into meme content. And then you'll pretty much have a week's worth of explicit content, which you can then schedule the explicit video to drop, say, on Monday, maybe the photo set to drop on, on a Wednesday, maybe use the audio moaning sound bites you pulled in DMs for PPVs, and all while gaining exposure and enticing new subscribers because of your not safe for work vertical clips that you're using for promotion on sex.com, red gifts, etc. I say all this because I love to optimize how I film and rework content because it can feel very overwhelming to produce content at scale. As someone who honestly, you know, I film daily, this really helps with how you maximize and use each single piece of content, whether that is safe for work or not safe for work. And when you do this, you're going to start seeing that you have so much more at your disposal than you actually realize. And that means that you probably also have lots of repurposing that you can do even just with the library of content you already have. So just thinking about that, imagine the possibilities of how much is at your disposal. Now, I do want to briefly talk about distribution because we all know that we can schedule things on like our fan sites and even to most clip stores. So that can take care of kind of that portion of of the equation. But you can also schedule your tweets in advance using TweetDeck on Twitter. On Instagram, you can now schedule your IG posts and your reels on the Instagram app itself. You don't need a third-party app to do that anymore. You can even schedule Instagram stories if you link your Instagram to a business page and go through Facebook or Meta Business Suite. You can actually schedule Instagram stories. We have done this in the past for some of our accounts being SexWork CEO. You can, for TikTok, it's a little different. You can... Um, put things in drafts for TikTok. I haven't seen a way to schedule it. If you know of one, please let me know. But typically, I will just save everything to TikTok in drafts. I'll have the caption ready, and then I'll just post it on the day I want it to go live. And then for YouTube, YouTube videos can obviously be scheduled and published in advance, and reels can be hands-off as well. You can schedule reels to go live too. We actually checked that today just to be sure. So this is all to just kind of make the point that 80 to 90% of your safe-for-work and not safe-for-work content for both facing brands can be scheduled in advance, leaving you entirely hands-off for those things in your business. And then you really get that time back to focus on the things that can't be scheduled. So imagine a world where, say you only film the first week of each month. So let's say for the first week of the month, and we're talking, you know, Monday through Friday, so business days, five days, you film one safe-for-work long-form video and one not-safe-for-work explicit long-form video each day, for five days, Monday through Friday. That's five safe for work videos, five not safe for work videos in the course of five days. You would then essentially have five weeks worth of safe for work content and five weeks worth of not safe for work content for your adult platforms, which means in one week of grinding, you could essentially be hands off with your business aside from, you know, engaging in comments, responding to DMs, replying on sex fanfare, things that you have to do in real time. But you could be hands off for your business for up to five weeks in the other aspects. And this also means that if you really, really wanted to grind it out for an entire month, filming one safe for work video and one not safe for work video each weekday of an entire month, you'd have 20 YouTube videos and 20 weeks of releasing YouTube videos consistently on a weekly basis and 20 adult videos 
which would last you 20 weeks consistently releasing on a weekly basis, which means in one month of really grinding and going hard, if you wanted to, you would have five months of content off your plate for two brands, safe for work and not safe for work brand. Now, it's crazy to think about that from for any perspective, but I really thought about this in detail because um, a lot of you who are listening know as a creator, I am married um, and I'm also old. So I'm like 32. <laughs> so me and my husband, you know, we're going to plan on having kids in the near future here, even though that's not on our mind right now or in the next few years. That's something I've thought a lot about is like, how do I be a creator and start my family? Like this is something especially for female identifying creators who are, are just people who want kids. I guess it applies to everyone, really. How to continue to create and continue to produce even if you are doing something as monumental as starting a family. So the way I was always thinking about this is when that time comes for me, I plan on just grinding it out for probably three months straight because if I do that for three months straight, that's going to give me 60 YouTube videos and 60 adult pieces of content. And that means I have a year's worth of content made in three months where I can just enjoy my pregnancy, enjoy being a mom, and return to work probably without any of my fan base even being the wiser if that's how I choose to do it, if I don't choose to share that part of my life with them. And I'm not saying that this approach will work for everyone. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. Everything has to be done at your pace as a creator with you know the life that you lead and the lifestyle you have and what actually works for your mental health and for the way you manage burnout and all of these pieces. But it for me personally, the idea that when I find out that I am going to have kids, if, if that's in the cards for me, that between the one to three months, you know, when you aren't showing, I could set myself up for a year off of work in terms of content just by grinding it out for those three months and repurposing in the way that we described in the space. So I think that's really interesting, um, especially in the idea of buying back time, because a lot of creators were just on this endless cycle of content production. And because we don't repurpose and distribute effectively, we, we never get off this kind of hamster wheel of having to keep producing and keep producing and keep producing. So I wanted to put this out there because I think that if you as a creator start to implement some of this into your process, you'll actually experience a lot less burnout and a lot more free time on your hands to maybe monetize DMs better or improve your sale, you know, your skill set at sales or marketing and then strengthen another side of your business because this part is off your plate. And I think that's really important because as creators, Obviously, creating the content is the biggest, most time-intensive kind of thing we have to do. And if we can optimize that part, it really frees us up to look at the other parts of our business and find out ways to optimize those. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Again, not saying this approach is going to work for everyone, but I do hope that it opens up your mind to how much you can create content-wise and scale if push did come to, sh to shove. Or again, if you just want a time off as a creator while still being seemingly active across all the platforms, I think this could really go a long way. There are a lot more ways that you can repurpose content and distribute it um, for both of your brands, especially your safer work brand that I didn't really touch on. So for example, again, if your mainstream brand is something like fitness, you could also be repurposing those written blogs into weekly newsletters and building up an email list. You could also use those screen grabs or those screenshot captures from your workouts and you could use them to demonstrate form and put them into kind of an infographic type of post, which can be created in Canva and then posted on Pinterest. Pinterest is a massively underrated place to grow safer work brands. Uh, there are people making a killing monetizing Pinterest and driving traffic through Pinterest. 
You could also repurpose your long form video into GIFs and use those GIFs on like a PowerPoint style slide deck. If you go into a meeting to pitch brands for sponsorship deals or brand deals, say that you wanted, you know, a fitness company to sponsor all your workout outfits or you wanted a protein company to sponsor your Instagram and you can do sponsored posts for them. Putting this content that you've already worked on, the tutorials, the, the writing pieces, the gifts, the still frames you grabbed, you can put that all into a deck when you go into these meetings to pitch these potential sponsors or collaborators. So I hope this just really drives home the point that you can take some of this and use it for these use cases. And hopefully this will get you excited about rethinking how you approach your content as a whole. So I'm going to kind of start to wrap this up. I do want to thank everyone who's been tuning in and staying active and engaged with our Twitter, especially for all the feedback on the Sex Panther courses so far. It's been really amazing seeing all of you guys talking about making more money on Sex Panther and implementing some of these tips and tricks and seeing the results that you guys are getting is literally why we do what we do. So it's been really amazing and I really appreciate you guys sharing all the feedback in you know, just the education that we put out, it really is to be put in practice and to be taken action on um, to help with your businesses. So to see you guys doing that is just, oh my God, it's the best ever. <laughs> really, it makes it all worthwhile. So uh, I do want to mention we have great courses coming out in the next few months. There's a course about a new platform for generating subscribers. I'm going to get that out as soon as I can. I want to do a course about AI solutions. I've been compiling new ones I've found recently. I want to be thorough on that because I want to make sure the AI solutions I'm providing you I guess not maybe adult friendly, but are usable for adult cases um, before I put out that video. So I've been very careful and intentional about that one. And then a course I want to put out is about how to track your free trials for fans and then seeing how you're actually monetizing them. So putting on a free trial and seeing all of those fans who came through that free trial, how much they've actually spent on your platform. This isn't just a tracking link thing. It's, it's way more in depth than that. So again, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube, please do. It is youtube.com forward slash SWCEO and hit the notification bell so that you never miss a course. Uh, I do want to emphasize that all the information we put out here on Sex Work CEO, we do entirely for free because we do believe and subscribe to this idea that the more financially successful creators are, the more resources we will have as a community to do important things like lobby Congress, impact policy, organize, and more. So if you find value in the content you heard here today or in the tweets that we put out, etc., please, please, please consider sharing it to make this journey easier for your own adult creator friends who follow you. Our only ask is that you retweet and share our stuff so we can help as many creators and people as humanly possible. So thank you in advance for that. This is going to bring us to the end of today's podcast. Basically, I want to touch on next week's because I'm really excited for next week's as well. It's going to be about how you can use Telegram groups to grow your subscriber count. I'm going to tell you not just, you know, about some groups, about how to navigate them, use them, etc., but also a tool that will automate this process for you. So if you guys are software junkies like me, early adopters like me, and you want to find ways to be efficient and optimize, which is what this entire space was basically about, I do have a software or a tool that you can use. We will talk about in the next space to automate your success in Telegram groups. So I really hope you're looking forward to that. I'm even going to break down some of the Telegram shorthand, so like the acronyms that you see in Telegram groups, so that you don't feel as overwhelmed as when I did when I first joined all of them, because I had no fucking clue what people were talking about in Telegram for the longest time. So I'm making us a dictionary, and we are going to talk about all of it, and I will see you guys there. Thank you guys so much for joining me, and I hope you got value out of this space, and I will see you next week, CEO Squad. It would be absolutely incredible 
If you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review, we want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible. And you taking a second to leave a couple stars and a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much. Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their platform, Trist.link, is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It's free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips, it makes such a big difference to feel supported and encouraged instead of policed.